Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. It's been a long while since we last recorded. Isam and I have both been busy, but luckily we are both back again to talk about some racing. Today we'll focus mainly on the mountain bike World Cups, which have taken place in Novemesto, Lenzerheide and Leogang. Isam, thank you for being here again. Yes, it's been a while. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, of course, we have all been struck by the tragic news of the death of Gino Madère in the Tour of Switzerland. So before we get on the way and talking about racing, I think it's important that we also from our side tell that, of course, we have been struck by the news and think a lot more can and should be done about safety in races. And that at this moment, we are also with our thoughts at the friends and relatives of Gino and hope that, well they will get through this as good as possible because nobody should die doing their job regardless if that's bike racing or construction working this should be prevented as much as possible but the racing went on and we'll focus on a different discipline to start with first the mountain biking today was the third round of the uci world cup cross country we'll be talking about that let's start with the women's race because whoa Buck Peterson, what a show today. She earlier won the race in Novemesto after a close battle with Prevost. There was still some luck involved there. Richard, who was leading the race, had a puncture. Prevost said she had a mechanical, but maybe just exploded in the final lap. Last week, Peterson was fifth in Lenterheide, but today, no luck involved, just pure class. Peterson was in a league of her own. She led basically from start to finish, won by almost 40 seconds on the rest. That was a truly powerful display by her. Yeah, she was in a league of her own in, um, in in the race. I mean, it was difficult conditions. It was hot. The course is, uh, you know, very tough. But, you know, from the start, she knew what she was going to do and had a gap, maintained that gap, uh, you know, worked on that gap, made sure that, uh, that the others were not getting any closer. It looked like maybe at some points... There were some doubts if maybe this was going to be the the point where she was going to have some difficulties, but actually it was, you know, overall was a very consistent race, very mature ride as well. And overall, I think the the races that she has done so far in the in the World Cup, all of them have been have been you know very very mature and exceeding all expectations in my opinion from what I had of of the season um, you know so far. I thought that. Obviously, we know that she has a lot of talent, and she is someone that is that is growing in in every way in terms of of, of abilities. And but I think that you and for especially if I speak for myself, it was something that I didn't expect because it was you know a win already, and now already the second win. Uh, it's uh, truly incredible. Yeah, especially that win in Novemesto came for complete surprise it came by a complete surprise for me i mean i thought she would do well on the mountain bike top 10 places were definitely in the range of possibilities but you still need to do it and to immediately win against the big guns is super special and she's been the most consistent rider this season so far in the short track she's also been in the top 10 of all races the top 10 of all mountain bike races she has done this season so it's looking really good and it's not easy to do so. I mean, last week, okay, she was fifth in Lenzerheide, which is still a good result. But it's showing how wide the range of riders at the top end of the spectrum on the women's side is. There's so many riders that on a good day that can compete for the win. 
we've seen it. Somebody like Richards was competing for the win in Nova Mesto. Today, a different course. Didn't look like the best day for her. And she is not at the front of the race. On the other hand, you have riders like Lecomte, who struggled a bit in Nova Mesto, but did well here. There's just so many riders up front, which makes it super interesting. But Peterson out of them has been the most consistent and... It doesn't only show by results, it's also the reason why she's leading that overall World Cup. I definitely thought top 10s were in the range of possibilities this season. But if you look at a rider like Lien Burkier, we know she's talented on the cyclocross bike. We know she's even talented, even more talented on the mountain bike. Last year, she was usually beating Peterse. But now she's not able to make the same step Peterse has made. And I think that really tells one how special it is but it also tells you about the progression Peterson has made this season yes you know it's definitely not for granted that if you do very well in the under 23 category that's from there it's uh, you know a guarantee that in the elites you, you will be having your top 10s and your top fives and like you said I think that before the season started the mountain bike campaign I, I would have said that a top five in one of the races would have been very good uh, and a top 10 on a sort of regular basis would have been uh, a great season opener for her with the elites but you know two wins already that's something that they can't be taken away from you she's leading uh, the world cup at the moment and i don't think that there is much stopping uh, in the next couple of races but like you said i think it's especially the progression that she made i think from from cyclocross already and it just kind of moves now over into the mountain bike scene as well and it's truly special to see uh, someone that is very easy with in terms of how she can handle a bike she's she feels very pleasant on the bike she knows what she's doing bike handling is you know superb um, and it's so hard in a way to combine the two disciplines but for her it seems that it's uh, a piece of cake especially with the win uh, today as well in Leogang. She's becoming such a versatile rider, not only in cross, now mountain bike, and we have seen it on the road as well. It's not normal that you just hop onto the road bike as an experiment and end high in the top 10 of Strade Bianche in just your second road race. One race prep, then Strade 06. Ah oh, no, not other classics. I'm going for the mountain bike Olympics next year. Like, If she continues this trend, she's going to be the top favorite for the gold medal next year and of course it's not a given that she will actually win that and there is fierce opposition we saw it last week when she ended fifth it's not going to be easy but to at this age already be so versatile and able to compete for the wins on so many different bikes that's very special and it's telling because Peterson at Alpecin she's kind of becoming a female version of van der Poel in a way and I'm not a fan of oh she's the female version of but it's kind of like just too striking we see that van Empel is also ra racing on the mountain bike she's at Jumbo van Aert is also at Jumbo van Empel isn't going too well on the mountain bike yes okay she's got a couple of top 20 results but that's not the ambition she started with. She started with the ambition to compete with Peterse, Terpstra and Tauber for the Olympic tickets. And so far she's really been struggling. I attended the race in Watersley. There she was not fighting with Peterse and Tauber. They were fighting for the win. Instead she was fighting with Alvarado for the third place. So 
it's not looking that good for Van Empel. It's looking a bit weird, but I also can't say that I'm completely surprised by the level of Van Empel here on the mountain bike. I've never really seen it. I've said it before as well. I think she's much more suited to the road and cross, whereas Peterson can do all three, which is what I started with. The We're just looking at a new version of Van der Poel versus Van Aert, but in this case on the woman's side and the main protagonists are riding on the same teams as well. It's just all too common for me, but it's, it's looking very, very fun in terms of that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think for, like you said, it's not surprising in a way the, the results that, that she had been booking in, in the mountain bike campaign, but it's, I think it's more the expectations that she put up on herself with, you know, wanting to qualify for the Olympics and probably thinking that she would be able to get herself within the top 10. And I I think it's, you know, overall, it's a bit weird the way Jumbo went on with Van Empel this season after cyclocross, the way they, they, you know, came up with this kind of weird half road campaign and the focus now on the mountain bike, which isn't going quite well, DNF as well today in the Olympic uh, event. So, yeah, I, for for me, it's 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 a bit. I don't know where where this is going in a way. Of course, I think the results that have been before. It's not that I'm downplaying the results because I think the results are still quite good, but it's just it it, it just doesn't fit the narrative of trying to qualify for the Olympics and. You know, the question could be if you know that you might have had better results on the road if you focused more on the road in in a way, why doing this? And of course, fun could be one thing, but, you know, she's racing at a very big team in terms of Jumbo. You should be asking where the priority should lie in a way and whether or not you should try something where you're more successful at. But I think that overall... You know, it is at the moment what she had to deal with. And it's interesting to see how she gets on with, with the mountain bike campaign from now. And, you know, maybe there is going to be some more improvement and maybe she might actually get herself in a, in a top 10 in one of the races. And I think that alone, if she would be able to get a top 10 in the World Cup um, in the Olympic distance, I think that would be definitely a very, very good result from her side. Yeah, but the issue is there's just two tickets and... Van Empel is just not at the level of Terpsa. And of course, the tickets are handed out next year. So if she's good at the beginning of next season, she can still turn things around. But you want to have like a bankering. You want to have like something to build up on. And I personally think that it's going to be too difficult to become one of the top two Dutch riders, especially considering the level of Anna Terpstra. That Van Empel, it would be better if she focused on the road. And yes, it is true what you say about fun. She does this because she enjoys it very much. And that is a valuable thing. But on the other hand, you're in a professional environment at Jumbo. They also want the results. And on the road, well, they haven't been there this year. But I think there's much more potential for her to do it there rather than on the mountain bike. Because technically, it doesn't seem to be there. In terms of efforts, I think she should be able to do it climbing-wise, but I also think the experience just isn't there because in basically all races that I've seen her do, she sets out way too hard, then falls back, and then recovers a bit towards the end of the race. 
Today she pulled out after two laps, but she exploded at the start of the first proper lap. We don't know what happened after that, but again she set out too fast. I don't really know what's going on there. Milan Vader is also not going well at all on the mountain bike at the moment. He has had way better performances and he was going all in on the mountain bike now to try and score points towards the Dutch men's Olympic qualification ranking. But it just seems a bit off. And then for Van Empel, like, she's still young. If you try something out and it fails, that's completely fine. But I do think that they should move forward from here and for next season should maybe set different priorities like you can try it now until worlds there's not much more that you can do i mean you could throw her into the tour de france fans team but i don't really think that would be a good solution either she's invested in the mountain biking not really trained for the road so go in on the mountain bike but after the season have a proper evaluation and then we will see what she can do next year but Paris, it's looking a bit too difficult for my liking at the moment. Something else that we should say about the current situation, Peterse is leading the overall. I think this could lead to Peterse starting the cyclocross season a bit later because she will obviously want to defend that lead, at least assuming that she is going to maintain that lead or at least be in the contention for the overall throughout the entire season. The last two World Cups in Mont Saint-Anne and Snowshoe are fairly late. I think the World Cup only stops one or two weeks before the first Cyclocross World Cup takes place in Waterloo. So I think that we might see Peterse postpone her Cyclocross season start a bit due to this. That doesn't have to be bad news, but it's just something to keep in mind. If we then go to the men's racing on the mountain bike, well, we can be fairly short about that because we had Nova Mesto. Pitcock was pretty damn good there. He took the win despite a crash. We had a surprising Joshua Dubot, but it looked to be a bit of a one-time lucky because last week in Lenzerheide, he wasn't really up there. Today in Leogang, he finished outside of the top 10. But I think the most interesting news here was that Van Poel has finally decided that he should do the world's double so he's doing the road and mountain bike race because for those who aren't aware we've mentioned it earlier the netherlands is currently not in the qualification spots for a single start place at the olympics van der poel still wants to do the mountain bike olympics in paris so he would need to race worlds and become the highest or second highest finisher out of the countries that haven't qualified for the olympics already he will face pitcock there but pitcock is currently not set to do the road race what do you think about these two decisions Isam? let's start with van der poel his decision to do the double can you understand that i definitely i think that's it's the most logical in a way especially if you look at what he's going to do on the road um obviously he made a goal out of the tour de france in a way and he wants to be very good on uh, on the road with the World Championships, wants to have some sort of revenge in a way. So then you also have to look at the priorities that he has with Paris 2024. And I think that the most logical route at this point is probably going to be trying to finish as high as possible at the Worlds. And I think that with the week between the road and, and the mountain bike world uh, championship, 
you know, it should normally be doable in a way. But it's just mainly going to be interesting to see how he can cope with, you know, uh, transitioning from the road bike to the mountain bike, considering what he had with his back. So it's it's tricky, but I think that it's definitely something that you could risk, especially with the rewards that you can get from it. If, for example, he finishes within the top 10, which it's not unlikely it's going to be difficult but you never know then it's definitely something that um you know that you get high rewards from because that could mean that he's going to be qualified for the for the olympics and that's going to take a lot of stress away for sure so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that will play out and you know for him it's uh, a matter of getting as well prepared as possible uh, to those uh, to those world championships and especially for the mountain bike world championships just make sure that that you finish uh, as high as, as possible and that's the only thing that he can do at this point yeah they basically have nothing to lose like if it's a complete disaster then everybody will understand why and there's still a different pathway for him to qualify he just needs to do the ton of world cups which are held after the world championships and on the other hand, I also think that maybe if it fails, he should consider the road race in Paris because I think we don't know the course at the moment, but it should be something that favors him. It's going to be an uncontrolled race, only 90-ish riders at the start line, no communication. There will be some sort of elevation in and around Paris. I think it's going to be good for him. I don't think he should do the double at the Olympics looking at the schedule, but he should maybe think about the potential road race role instead of mountain bike role if the worlds don't go well. It's going to be a difficult combination considering he's coming on the mountain bike cold, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I don't think he can match Pitcock, but Pitcock is in a league of his own and Pitcock could well and truly become the best mountain biker ever if he would fully go for it. But understandably, he's also focusing on the road. Which leads to the other point that I had. What do you think about Pitcock? Do you understand why he's not doing the double? Mm, I don't understand it, to be honest. But there's probably something scientific behind it because it's Ineos. <laughs> but, uh, you know, honestly, it's... Yeah, I he has so much potential in both and mainly in the mountain bike, I think, because so far the mountain biking has been going way better than, than his, you know, the... The things that he has done on the road but he has also he's a massive talent overall and on the road he can also win his races uh so and I, he probably also likes uh doing the things on the road so it's 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 you know it's difficult it's difficult and i think that in the coming years it's probably only going to be more and more difficult because you know you probably want to achieve great things on the mountain bike but he also probably wants to win uh, the classics and maybe has some ambition about about a Tour de France. So there, there are going to be a lot of things that he can focus on. And it's going to be up to him and the team and the entourage around him what the decisions are going to be. But in this particular decision of not doing the road and, and focusing on the mountain bike, I think that if you compare the two races... And, and you look at the, the chances that he has on, on the mountain bike, in my opinion, is around just 80%, if I throw out a number. 
And I think on the road is just so so many competitors that have a shout at at winning that that worlds and the worlds on the road is so hectic and it's not straightforward and there's so many things that happen and a group attacks and that was a group with some countries and they don't ride and so many elements that that can play a role in the road so in a way i kind of understand it because you know if he can just focus on the mountain bike and there doesn't go anything wrong mechanically and stuff he has a very good shot of winning the rainbow stripes and he hasn't won it in the mountain bike so it's um, understanding yeah and the course in glasgow might not be too well suited for pitcock i do think it's a bit of a shame because he could do well there but you just listed the factors that went into it at the moment i'm just feeling like pitcock wants to kind of wrap up his mountain bike campaign with a world title and then next year second olympic gold and then maybe just calls it a day for the time being on the mountain bike and starts focusing on the tour we don't know what he's going to do in cross last year he went for a bit of a different approach towards the classics he did say that he still loves cross and that especially after his race in Dijum, he started doubting whether he should maybe do worlds rather than not doing them which was the initial plan so that's interesting but well we can move from Pitcock's mountain bike to what he's currently doing on the road in the preparation of the tour he's doing it again this year just like Van Aert and Van der Poel Pitcock and Van Aert were both riding in the tour of Switzerland personally I think we can't say anything about the form of Pitcock we've hardly seen him he's been hanging on uh, to the GC group dropping relatively early like roughly around the final 20-ish riders Van Aert we have seen him we saw him sprint against Pinyam Girmay we saw him in the TTs ending third in the opening one and he ended fifth today in the final one what what do you make of their form for the Tour de France I think for for Pitcock the Tour de France you know it's it's difficult it, I, for me it's very hard to have an idea of of, of where Pitcock Pitcock is I think that is you know the racing so far has been solid so I think that when he enters the Tour de France he's probably going to be in in, in a representable shape which could lead to um, to some great results but it's it's difficult to place him somewhere and, and, and call him a favorite for the first two stages and, and, and the punch stages that we're going to have and what is he going to do in terms of, of, of overall and you know it's very hard you know for Van Aert it's I think a, a, a bit different Van Aert is a bit easier to um, to see where he's at at the moment I think in terms of time trial and, and, and the sprints he's, he's on a very good level and uh, it's going to be interesting what Jumbo will do with him because obviously they have Vingegaard as well that that is the main uh, the main guy for for Jumbo and it seems that there are some changes in terms of strategy for Van Aert with him not really going for the sprints and he wants to try something else he doesn't want to be attached to the green jersey but it's it you know the Tour de France is the Tour de France and when you get an opportunity <laughs> all the stories that you have said before are are, are changing so it's difficult to place that but I think that Van Aert at the moment is in a very very good level and I can't expect anything else because obviously you know racing for for Jumbo they know how to make sure that their riders are going to be in the right shape for the big races and Tour de France is one of them yeah I think they will be in fine form in the Tour just like Van der Poel 
they will be contending for the first stage, all three of them, also the second stage. Van der Poel raised the Balas Belgium Tour, wrapped up the overall win, won the Queen stage, could have very well won the first stage as well after a long attack, but ultimately didn't work out in that breakaway. But no, I expect all three to be there in the Tour, and that's how it should be. Let's hope for some exciting battles there. Isam, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, and we will probably be back one more time before the summer break. After the first week of the tour, I think we will have something to talk about the first weekend. And then we will start our preparations for the new cyclocross season. Thanks everyone for listening and we will be back soon. This time, not that long of a wait. I promise. Goodbye.